Hi there, welcome to Play and Catch Up. Tom here. We've got something a bit different for you this week, but before we get to that, I just want to take care of a bit of housekeeping. Those of you who've been listening to the show from the start will know that we used to have some some truly horrible placeholder artwork uh, for the podcast in that it was it was literally a, a camera phone picture of a shelf of games that I took really quickly when first putting the podcast out. So to coincide with the show returning back in August, we were lucky enough to have an extremely talented guy come up with some some new artwork for the show, for the for the podcast artwork, for the website, the social media, the lot. We're, we're really pleased with the outcome, and I, I feel a bit bad because the relaunch show in August was recorded ahead of time at a point where we didn't have that artwork in place yet, so it kind of went un- unacknowledged. So I just want to take the opportunity to say thanks very much to Dave for helping us out with the excellent artwork. Um, you can check him out at Big Shimmery Wall on Twitter, and he'll have a new site going up at some point in the near future, I think. Um, but certainly, in the meantime, check him out on Twitter. Uh, top man. Thanks ever so much. Right, to the meat of the show, one of the games Paul and I will be talking through in the next main episode of Play and Catch Up will be Virginia, uh, the debut game from a studio called Variable State. I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to talk to Jonathan Burrows a couple of weeks back. He was the co-writer and co-director on the game, and he had a lot of interesting things to say about how the how the studio got started and the process that went into making the game and all sorts of other things. He was incredibly generous with his time and, and was just a, an absolute gent, so huge thanks go out to him for, for speaking to me in the first place. Uh, as you'll hear in a second, Jonathan's an incredibly modest guy, but he's also clearly proud of what he and, and Terry Kenny and Lyndon Holland and, and the rest of the team have achieved with this game and with good reason as far as I'm concerned but you'll you'll hear more about my thoughts in episode 12 in the next week or two um you'll hear a little snippet of Lyndon Holland's score before the interview starts in just a sec if that takes your fancy I'd just recommend visiting 505 games promotional website for for the game uh, which can be found at virginia.game uh, it features a really nice kind of lovely simulated tape deck with big chunky buttons um, that you can fiddle with and, and here parts of five different tracks from that soundtrack and if you're anything like me at that point you'll you'll probably be bowled over so if that's the case the soundtrack is available to purchase on steam and ps4 alongside the game itself but anyway that that's enough of me let's have a bit of that aforementioned music before we hear from jonathan burrows So, so Jonathan, your, your studio's uh, debut game, Virginia, was released around a, a week and a half ago at the, the time we were recording. How have the last couple of weeks been for you, sort of in the run-up to release and, and post-release? Oh, bewildering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, I've obviously never been through anything uh, like this before. Like, I, I, like, I've worked in game development, as is Terry, the, 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 the co-director on the game. Yeah. Uh, we've both worked in studio development for about... Uh, for, for well over 10 years now, uh, like I started out at Electronic Arts and, and Terry started out at uh, Rockstar. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and I've been around for a, a few shipped games, but, but I haven't uh, released a game in years and years. And I think when, uh, like, or at least been at the company at the point where a game I was working on was released. And, and even then, the world was so different. And YouTube was, was not nearly as, as big a deal as it, as it is now. And sure. uh, was Twitter or Facebook. And to, to obviously to make something that's very personal to, to yourself and such a small team and then to be on the front line it's quite it's quite an assault yeah uh, well no, no that's that's too dramatic language but it's uh <laughs> it, you're very close to all the feedback so it's um it, it can be a bit overwhelming in that sense but it, it the game seems to have found 
an audience that I, I, I guess we were all I guess we we're all a bit worried there might there might be you know there might be a, a hostile reaction to it for one reason or another and that doesn't seem to have doesn't seem to have been the case at all people people have been saying lovely things on on Twitter at least and and, and sending us lovely lovely things as well so so, I, so I'm very appreciative of that I'm, I'm glad it, it, it seems to have found a following that's interesting you say that about about worrying what, what was it about it you thought might be um kind of met with a hostile reaction I guess it's just aware of how um, how uh, people can behave on the internet these days, and how people can, <laughs> yeah. can, can be very. Uh, I guess I, I guess um, I, I don't know the right, the right way to describe it. I, I guess sort of you know movements form, and 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 you can't really anticipate it, particularly sort of um, kind of consumer sort of I don't know the, the right the right the sort of consumer advocacy mm. backlashes and things like that. And I guess we were we were very worried that that maybe there would be. Some technical defect with the game or something like that. I'm with you. Yeah, might might, might get or for the content of the game as well. I, I think it's just the unpredictable nature of it. Like it felt a little bit, uh, and and part of it is just irrational anxiety as well. I'm sure. sure. Just putting it in front of people, you don't know how they're going to interact. Um, but it seems to have worked out okay. In so, um, you mentioned Terry there. So so you set up your studio variable state. Um, you decided to to kind of go it alone, uh, if if you like. So how how tough a decision was that at the time you set up? Oh, extremely easy. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Completely. No, yeah. So, so it's the, my background meeting Terry. So, so actually, I'd, I'd heard of Terry for some years before I ever met him. Our paths had almost crossed a number of occasions. We both worked at a studio called uh, Headstrong in, in in central London at different times, but on the same game. I'd worked as a designer on uh, a House of the Dead game for Wii, yeah. and and then left that company. And then almost immediately after I I'd left, Terry had joined as an animator. And then through mutual connections, I'd heard about Terry and people spoke very highly of him. And then again, a company, again in London, called uh, Ignition, working on a, a game called War Devil that never got released. And Terry was there slightly before me on that occasion. And then eventually we came together at uh, DeepMind yeah. um, in, in London and worked together there for about 18 months. And, uh, and, and kind of our friendship formed, I think, out of... Uh, out of um, as both being very into what was what was going on in, in the independent game scene at the time, we, we both followed the release of Gone Home very closely. We were very interested in Kentucky Route Zero, sure. which talking about talking about independent uh, development all the time. We've been, we were just so envious of 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 people being able to make these incredibly personal games that were so unlike uh, what what was going on in in mainstream game development. These things that weren't sort of in any way commercially led. They were just personal expression. They were as close to art, I think, as as games uh, as games as I as I've ever seen. And, and I think we were we were desperately keen to try and do that. And we started talking about just doing something as a sort of hobby project in our spare time. And then sort of uh, by surprise and very fortunately uh, Google acquired DeepMind and we were suddenly made redundant. The the, the sort of the, the division within DeepMind that we were part of yeah. ceased to exist and we were let go. And uh, we had a small amount of savings each and some redundancy money uh, that would last us for about uh, a year if we stretched it out. And we just decided, I think I called Terry the day, the evening I got made redundant and said, well, should we, make, should we carry on making that game? Well, should, should we make that game carry on the discussions that we'd already started? And Terry said yes, and, and so it began. Um, so very, uh, I mean, I don't want to make it, that, that makes it sound, that, that makes it sound uh, incredibly straightforward. Like it, both Terry and myself, they're very fortunate to have very understanding partners. Like Terry's, um, Terry's got two very small children as well, so it wasn't just a, a sort of whimsical decision like that. Like we had to make sure it, it made sense, yeah. given all our obligations and things. Unfortunately, fortunately, our partners are very understanding, very supportive, and as we're friends, 
and family as well. It, it, it certainly hasn't been hasn't been at times easy. Um, but but yeah, that was but at least in the the idea of it and the, it, it was it was kind of the the the, the right time to, to do it. And I'm glad we seized the opportunity. And in terms of the development itself, you guys live in different areas, is that right? You've been working remotely. How has that been? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, shortly before, I think it was towards the end of 2013, Terry carried on working for DeepMind but moved back to um, Ireland to be close to his his family. Terry's from from Ireland originally. Yeah. Um, and 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 so from the start, we've we've been uh, working remotely. It's been fine, really. I mean. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the most sociable of people. I've always, <laughs> I've always kind of been like, uh, and that, I mean, that's my, that's that's a shortcoming of mine. Like, I'm, 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 I've never, I've always been quite shy and never been. Um, I mean, it's, it's, which is ridiculous, really, because game development is such a, a um, collaborative, uh, collaborative way of working, and yeah. and uh, I've always struggled a little bit with the, um, the, uh, the need to sort of articulate your ideas to a wider team and get sort of uh, collective. You know, sort of collective investment in in your ideas and when, when people over, I've always struggled with that and found it found it uh, it's not 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 to not not to my strengths. And so actually working from home was very peaceful and I enjoyed it a great deal. <laughs> and working remotely meant that it was incredibly easy to bring other people onto the the project. Or also uh, felt like compared to I suppose having a permanent uh, office and and needing people to relocate or needing them to be local, it meant um, we we could bring in people that we just found through forums which is how we found uh, Lyndon Holland the composer just through an advert placed on a an independent game forum and then some of our collaborators we found through through Twitter or through existing uh, existing connections so so and it, it certainly required some uh, some discipline like we, we when we started out we were we were hopeless and we weren't sort of <laughs> organized at all starting at irregular times of the day and working far too late and once we got a bit a bit, um, a bit of schedule in place. It became much more manageable, but um, but no, I haven't resen- uh, haven't haven't resented it at all, or, or uh, nor can I really imagine going back to <laughs> a more normal way of working. I've become sort of institutionalised now. I think. You you mentioned they're bringing uh, Lyndon on board, and uh, I mean you, you mentioned how how that happened, but I mean the the soundtrack of the score f- for Virginia is, is a is a really quite important element of the game for for a couple of reasons, which we'll perhaps get onto in a little bit, but. I imagine getting the right person on board there was 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 really key for you. I mean, how 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 did you know you got the right person for the job there? Oh gosh, yeah, no, I um, I don't know if we did. Well, we didn't. <laughs> we we didn't. We didn't. I, I guess. Um, so we we um, I'm trying to remember the, the history of it now, because we we started out pursuing all sorts of. We we knew we wanted to do something uh, that would be about interactive storytelling, but uh, it, it took us a little while to to hone in on on the Virginia idea. And then once we did, I, I think possibly without Lyndon, we, we kind of resolved that perhaps we wouldn't use use dialogue. Um, I, I'm not even sure if that is necessarily the case. We certainly knew that uh, we'd be able to get a prototype, a prototype together using sort of my limited abilities program, using Terry's ter- Terry's incredibly incredibly versatile. So, so he would be doing all the 3D art and the animation and the character art and the environment and so on. But we knew that audio was a, a hole in our skill our skill set, and and took to Reddit and. Uh, Tig Source and uh, I think I can't remember where else the Indie Gamer Forum, mm. uh, a few places, and just put out this this fairly incredibly vague actually uh, advertisement saying, oh, we, you know, we'd like someone to come and collaborate with us on a Twin Peaksy kind of inspired game, yeah. and got an got an amazing uh, response actually. 
uh, compared to, to to later in the project, we had to put out some sort of more formal formal uh, job adverts and, and didn't get nearly the the number back we got for the um, the the composer role. Mm. And 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 there were so many excellent uh, excellent people. I mean, we, we did some we had some some Skype conversations with with people and and, and so many excellent. I don't know what you call them. Showreels is the wrong, the wrong word. Uh, uh, portfolios. Or, yeah. Or whatever. And and just sort of whittled it down. Uh, and 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 I think it was it was the case that that that, that Lyndon's uh, there was just something about Lyndon's music that we we, we we particularly liked. But but kind of it started working with Lyndon only on the basis of kind of one or two Skype calls. And I couldn't have predicted just how how uh, you couldn't have known at that point how well it would all work out. And just I'm incredibly fortunate that Lyndon is whatever I, I can't go into. I don't know what the details of it are, but he's just a very good a good fit personality-wise with myself and Terry, and uh, I think that's been the the, the most invaluable thing that that we we we, we you know we arrive at uh, you know we, we reach decisions very quickly because we're all just uh, similar temperaments. Um, we have similar interests, so we can all draw on on the same point points of reference. And I think had that. I mean, aside from Lyndon's ability, had that relationship been more difficult, I think it would have um, the game would have suffered. So I'm, I'm glad it worked out. It was a real uh, incredible, incredible good luck. I just don't know how that happened, but very fortunate. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Tom. I'm, I'm waffling on. I'll try and I'll try and answer your oh, questions more no. succinctly. <laughs> don't be silly. No, it's it's all really interesting stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the, the resulting score is is really quite breathtaking. It's uh, and I mean, the circumstances it was recorded under seem quite special as well. There's that that link to Lynch there as well. Yes, that was um, yeah. Again, again, just sort of good luck, uh, really. Um, not not planned. Um, when Five O Five became involved, we, we we had some extra funds that we could put towards uh, the music, and 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 so there's the opportunity to do a live recording. And Lyndon just did some research and and found uh, I, I can't remember their name, but but a a production company in the UK who liaised with the Smacky Studios in Prague. And then um, sort of after the fact, Lyndon realised, oh, that's where where. Um, uh, Battle of Menti and and Lynch had been for the the Mulholland uh, Drive and lost mm. lost highway scores. So that was a lovely a lovely association to have, and it's an incredible an incredible recording studio as well. It's very I don't know sort of very old fashioned, I guess you might say, but sure. still very um sort of rich with atmosphere and texture and what. So I mean, you touched on it uh, a little bit before there, but in terms of right back there when you first decided to set up the studio and. Did you know right off what type of game you you wanted to make, or were there a, a number of different options there, or, or did you quite quickly hone in on on the style of game you were looking to make? No, it was it was very loose at the beginning. We we did know I I, I guess as I said before we did very 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 broadly know we wanted to do a, a storytelling game, or, but the form that would take uh, we really didn't know at all. We experimented with a few ideas, and initially some some very um, systems and, and mechanics driven ideas there was, there was one idea of trying to do a uh, something that was kind of like a lighter version of the sims that would almost be like a, a sort of a, a soap opera as an idea of doing something uh something that would only take place in a single environment involving a number of characters and you having dynamic interactions with those characters and yeah. and and none of the all of these things were were i think there's some cool ideas that i'd like to go back to one day but they would all have required some extensive prototyping and sure. and uh and well, actually, that's not the reason why. That's not really the reason why we didn't pursue any of them. I think it was. Um, I think the way we were thinking of them was that they would be a concept that we would we would only we would only ever take to to a certain stage and then try and get some some funding or some help just based on the concept alone. And we started to I don't know there was something about that that felt a bit murky that we weren't very happy about. And just uh, at some point, just just sort of 
called an enter, I think, around March of 2014, and said, "No, no, we're going to we're going to make a thing. We're going to make it ourselves." Yeah. And um, and kind of went back to the drawing board, and just by chance, at the same time, happened to play uh, 30 Flights of Loving. I think I'd had it in my my Steam library list for for a small eternity, <laughs> and just just happened to. I think maybe I was just having a bad weekend or something. I don't know. I'll play a game to distract, distract, uh, distract me, and and uh, and, it, and it really was. I mean, it's, it, this sounds like overblown language, but it it, it felt kind of uh, epiphanal. It felt so profound what it was doing, and so mm. simple and elegant as well. Like such a such a uh, a simple device like teleport, essentially teleporting the player around an, an environment, mimicking uh, editing in a game, yeah. and, and and it worked so well, and and added such such. Uh, depth and such opportunity uh in, in storytelling and dramatic terms that I, I immediately went and told terry and said, oh you've got to play this this is this is really quite a special thing and and he did and he got it and and from that point on really we said oh well whatever we're going to do we're going to incorporate this real-time cinematic editing and we're going to take it as far as we can yeah and um so that was kind of the stepping off point so yeah i mean as, as you mentioned the, the kind of editing style of that is 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 something that that you brought into to Virginia, obviously not completely, but using that same kind of style of kind of cutting out the extraneous moments and just just um, making it much more filmic. You mentioned early on when the game was first being talked about, um, kind of Twin Peaks, X Files, these kind of TV shows that you said you had 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 a real connection with. Um, and the game obviously has its own identity, but how important were those types of TV shows as, as touchstones for you? So, so they were they were incredibly useful, particularly again as kind of a stepping stepping off point. I mean, they they had been as much as as an interest in independent uh, game development had been a sort of a basis for for my my friendship and my early conversations with Terry. Um, it had also been our sort of shared interest in in film and and TV and 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 and, and I had just been rewatching Twin Peaks. I think it, it, whilst I was at Deep Mind and was talking to Terry about it, and he was. He was sort of, he was he was tempted to do the same thing and 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 we like I don't know and our interests sort of extend to things like, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm. and, and to 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 I think we I think we just watched we both rewatched the Science of the Lambs uh, yeah. film as well that year it just happened to be I think by chance it's just what we were focusing I don't want to make it sound like that's all that's all we ever watch I feel like I've <laughs> talked about Twin Peaks and almost nothing else for two years now yeah. it's, but um. So it just happened to be, I think, at that time, it coincided what we what we were particularly interested in. Um, and, oh, sorry. sorry no, sorry, go on. Um, no, actually, you go ahead, Tom. Go on. <laughs> I think you, you might ask a, a question that takes me a wee time. No, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, it, it was interesting you mentioned that because it was that was going to be my next question where you, where you said, you know, it feels like you've been talking about nothing but Twin Peaks. Do you kind of regret in a way pulling that, that kind of comparison? Because, yeah, there, there does seem, it seems to be have been the thing that previews have latched onto hugely more than more than anything else oh well i think we've been hugely lucky with it i couldn't have predicted that it would be i mean as a shorthand to explain i guess i mean i, th- I think it's been unhelpful it's perhaps been unhelpful maybe it's set unhelpful preconceptions for people that they mm. thought the game was going to be a, a kind of a parody or a pastiche and I, and I and i know i know there are sort of fond references to the x-files and twin peaks in in some of the the, the presentation of virginia but but I, i'm appreciative of you saying it's its own thing i mean I, I feel confident that it has an identity all of its own even with moments which are kind of referencing uh so it's, i think some of them are a little bit unwittingly referencing or, or or a decision that we made in the early days of the game that kind of became permanent sure. accidentally but but we did always want to kind of i mean there was never any intention that it would be just a a replica of of those those shows we we, we, we ended up 
as as you as I, I hope anyone who's played it can tell, it ended up having its own particular um, ideas behind it and and its own own particular characteristics. But it did seem, but it, it for you know for better or for worse, it, it it did seem to become this useful shorthand. And I think maybe we maybe we benefited from that. Maybe the game benefited from that in, in how it was uh, people were able to latch onto it and report on it. Um, it does make me worried for the future that if you don't if you if we all want to make a game which doesn't have an easy reference or a gimmick, I don't know how people will talk about it. Yeah. But uh, uh, so so it, so so it, it it was useful, I think, as a sort of marketing exercise, and and it certainly was useful in our early explorations around around what the story would be for Virginia that we we sort of we could pursue certain themes, and and kind of that that some of the elements, I guess, of, of Twin Peaks are kind of strangeness in mundane circumstances and kind of mundane or everyday or or kind of um picture postcard kind of americana you know like uh, diners and gas stations and things of that yeah. sort wanting to incorporate those those locations kind of provided a skeleton uh around which we could we could write a story so so those 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 were useful excellent and then you you obviously mentioned uh, 30 flights of loving there were there any other kind of games that you you had played that kind of really inspired you with, with this particular game or was it was that the real the real one that that kind of stands out i think i think maybe i think maybe first flights of loving was the most useful as, as sort of a direct kind of structural uh, inspiration i think just the general trajectory of, of <laughs> the the, um, is it, uh, I wish I could find a different way of describing it. walking simulators and games of that oh, sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I found very attractive that where you pair back um, game mechanics, just you know, as, as, as to a very lean uh, set, and then focus on on mood and themes and storytelling and ambience and music and art direction, things like that. Then you can you can get quite a different experience, an experience that's completely legitimate, a, a game experience and wouldn't, would be something else entirely in a different medium. But, uh, like with almost without the distraction of competition and, and, you know, puzzle solving mm. and mastery and things like that, you could get, uh, I don't know, you, you could get quite a different character of game experience. And so I've been, you know, since, since, um, Dear Esther, I guess, and, 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 and various other like, little itchio games and, and other little, sort of unity web player games that i played i guess over the, the years preceding virginia sort of some combination of all those had had uh had probably seeped through or, or influenced the game in different ways um so no i wouldn't say anything anything specifically apart from 35 loving but i imagine on mass that that whole kind of movement in games had, had inspired the game yeah yeah. So, I mean, again, you mentioned it briefly earlier on, but that there are, you know, a few ways in, in which I, I think the game stands out from from what is these days, you know, fairly crowded marketplace. Um, one of those that that, that people have really latched onto uh, is that there, there is no dialogue dialogue in the game. And I th- think you mentioned there was that a fairly early decision, or it, w- it was by circumstance that originally you didn't have any dialogue when you were putting the game together. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was a very. It was a, a, a very practically driven decision just that um when when <laughs> it just scared us too much i think that the idea of uh that, that it had been done so it, that, like dialogue is done so well in in particularly in um uh high-end mainstream games and to, to and so that's the the quality that's the, the, the quality bar that's been set and to get there you have to so many things have to come together you, you have to get the right actors you have to get a good be able to get a good performance from those actors 
obviously you need to have written a, a, a good script in the first place and then you need to have a system for uh you need to have a dialogue system that that, that won't i'm I, sorry I, I might go back a little bit so, mm-hmm. so so something that that was apparent from 30 flights filling was the um when you had the cutting the game had a real pace to it like you were rattling through those scenes incredibly fast yeah. and uh and that's very desirable and, and and the um i guess the uh the surprise of the next scene it was is, is what generates the the, uh, the delight in that game to to great extent the surprise of the next story uh story scenario and and, and I, I do remember having conversations with terry where i was saying you know if we put dialogue in this and you come to a stop and have have a uh have kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, an adventure game style conversation system. It's potentially going to be really at odds with, um, with that, that, that pace. Mm. And, 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 and I'm not even sure if we can necessarily, uh, even if the dialogue is there, I'm worried that it, we, we just won't have the resources to do it to quality. So that was kind of why we decided not to do it. And I don't know if we were particularly confident in that decision until we made the prototype and then we showed it at Future of Storytelling and at EGX and, 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 and people seem to be, okay with it and at that point i think that gave us the confidence to to pursue that further but uh, but at every stage i think it developed by, when we signed with 505 and throughout development people suddenly kept on asking are you sure this is the right thing to have done are you sure this is the right thing to have done um but it does seem to have by i guess lucky accident have, have ended up being a good complement to this sort of ambiguity in the storytelling and uh and i'm and i'm glad the dialogue's not there now i, I think it was a good although done for practical reasons i i I, I think it would have it could have just as it just maybe been done as a purely creative decision. Um, mm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned um, five or five there. How did the relationship with with them come about? Was that was that quite a natural process? Oh well, no. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. So we had had a number of conversations with some independent sort of uh, some smaller publishers, particularly after the EGX, uh, after we appeared at the Leftfield Collection at EGX in 2014. There have been some some interest from some uh, from some smaller publishers, and, and some of those conversations were, had, had gone away. And then, just a contact of mine mentioned that that, that five or five were were I can't remember exactly what they said. I think they just said, you know, if you're looking for funding, uh, I have a contact at five or five, and and just sent. I went and had a look uh, uh, back at it the other day because it's obviously the earliest point of correspondence with 505 and kind mm. of where, where that relationship all began and sent them a most incoherent and waffly email to them <laughs> I'm amazed they replied uh and then and then sent the demo and then uh which is very lucky that um someone quite key in 505 seemed to really it seemed to really click for them and 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 and, and really resonated with them and then it was uh it was quite a quick process I think we went some sort of went through some sort of internal green light uh and then maybe in a couple of months or so uh we've been very fortunate they'd agreed to to, to sign us and then yeah really really just um prior to that point we'd been me terry and Lyndon had been working on the story almost full time for, for quite a few weeks prior to christmas 2014 and 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 really just as soon as the 505 deal was in place we were able to run with that and kind of extrapolate out the demo and and uh work to the the story that we had written and um sorry i'm, I'm jumping around a little bit myself here but um I mentioned obviously no dialogue and the soundtrack being really important. The other thing that really stood out to me was the um, the user interface in the game is, is is very simple but also very elegant. I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about the, the kind of process that went into establishing how that would work. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, so that that also came. Well, no, actually, I'm not saying I'm not sure I'm saying that also. I don't know what I'm referencing. That came in quite late in development as well. So, <clears throat> and there were a few 
different forms that we, we'd anticipated it might take. There, I think for a while we'd suggested that there might be some sort of annotation associated with the the the, the reticule, like so when you, you'd you'd mouse over objects, like almost as a uh, almost as making up for the fact that there was no dialogue and mm. ideas like that there might be descriptive text that might be in Anne's voice in the main character's voice as though you're sort of seeing seeing her in a monologue or something like that and that that we did actually pursue that for a little while but in hindsight it seems incredibly naff and I'm, I'm glad that we didn't do that and, mm. and just just various sort of iterations but it kind of remained as a very placeholder thing for the longest time and then we were very fortunate to just by chance I think I came across uh, Connor McCann's uh, Twitter and, and he was this artist who had a background in uh, advertising I think think and uh motion graphics and flash and he had been working on some he had done some games just for game jams and i saw that he was putting out some some really beautiful um some gifts on on twitter of his flash art and i went and looked at his um uh his, his uh, game jam pieces which he put up on itch.io and they're just incredible like sort of reminiscent of oh, i can't remember the um i can't remember the the uh, game artist now but uh, do you know a game called windowsill have you heard of yes that? yes i have yeah yeah. yeah, so he had one piece in particular, I can't remember what it was called, but it was quite reminiscent of that and just an incredible quality. And I, I can't remember how I got in contact with him. I probably just tweeted at him and said, oh, hello, Connor, can I, can I send you an email? And he replied and just, and, and was very generous and, and came on, on the project and did the game's front end and uh, did a variety of other pieces uh, and did, and did the, the game rescue as well. So it, a lot of that came from Connor, the simplicity of it and the, the really nice sort of uh, the, the nice 2D animations that are on it. Um, as for the intent behind it, uh, I think we knew we knew that it would be a problem if uh, the player ever was in an environment and they were just sort of playing the game like a spot the ball competition, like looking around for the the one thing in the environment that was interactive. So we knew there'd have to be some sort of forecasting of that if you were at a distance from the, ob- the, the from the, the the interactive object. So that's why there's the the multiple states to it, where you get the kind of the change in the initial change in state, and then when you get within the interaction distance, then you get the the further change in state. Yeah. But that, that that was that was really the intent behind it. So so to to a large extent, it's the work of Connor McCann's graphic design that, that, that makes that work as well as it does. Great stuff. And, and in terms of, of um, putting the story together for for the for the game and, and and kind of creating this this town and 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 the cast of characters that in, inhabit it, what, what was the process there? Did you have do you have an idea early on of the structure of the narrative and, and the types of characters you wanted in there, or, or was that a long process? It was um, so. So it kind of happened in two stages. There was uh, there was the the story is written for the the prototype at the end that we, we produced for the end of 2014, which started out much larger, but was always kind of just um, a little snapshot of an overall story that it would drop you. Uh, I don't know. Did, have you have you played that yourself, Tom? Have you seen the EGX? A demo at all? I haven't actually. No, I've, I've played the full game, but I didn't. I deliberately stayed away from. Like, is is that different from the demo you put out on on Steam, or is that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no. Oh, I just okay. wondered if you'd been at EGX that that year or anything. Oh yeah, no, so I actually... didn't. Sorry, no, I didn't. Oh no, don't worry. No, I imagine only a handful of people. No, I was just interested to just interested to ask. But um, yeah, so that that was uh, that was always intended. Just kind of well, uh, actually, I think when we made it, we kind of imagined it would be it might be the start of the the overall the overall story, and it kind of drops you in. Uh, a scene that doesn't exist in the game anymore, and then there are a number of scenes that that, that feature in, in in the game and, and has a certain conclusion to it. But um, so that 
that was kind of done for I'm trying to recall now September 2014 and then after that just went into a a really long process where it was myself Terry and Lyndon um, for weeks I think for what seems like an incredibly self-indulgent length of time just um, full-time like working on the story and in I mean, I've never had any experience working on a TV show, but I imagine to some extent it must be like the experience of working in a writer's room mm. where we would, we would meet on a, we'd meet at nine o'clock on any given day and kind of review the story as it stood and then just talk for, for a long time uh, about, about what we thought was working, you know, ideas that we'd had since the day before and then all go away and do a little bit of writing ourselves and, and only writing in the sense of coming up with uh, outlines for scenes and and little narrative arcs and so on and then get together again at the end of the day and discuss them and that would insp- inspire more ideas and eventually we'd, we you know we'd, we'd reach some sort of consensus on a particular little bit and say oh let's slot this in here and gradually and gradually i think over what well, probably ended up being a period of months uh although maybe only a couple of months um the story uh, as it stands now more or less as it stands now we've got, got locked down but then uh, even after that point in the making of the game a number of things got got uh, shuffled around it was in particular there were quite a few additions to the story for i guess i guess in in film you would describe it as for, for purposes of continuity editing where scenes kind of lacked the equivalent of establishing shots mm. and uh where the continuity felt really I, and i know the continuity can be quite disjointed in Virginia even in the final version but perhaps in points where it didn't need to be was even more so and so we would we often found ourselves adding extra scenes just to improve the links between between events and to 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 smooth over the the sense of traveling through space and traveling through time Mm. um and 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 there were some parts that just on on paper we went in with the best of intentions but it was only once the music existed and once we were kind of essentially editing the game to the music, particularly the 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 the, 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 the montage sequence that you experience on day six, yeah, um, I mean that that was really being refined until kind of weeks before the game went gold. Okay. Um, because because really it it, it, it we, again like well, as I, as I said we sort of went in with the best of intentions and and Lyndon had done a really Lyndon had done an incredible piece of, of music that 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 was informed by the by the themes as written on paper but until until it was prototyped until it was uh, you just you didn't know what form well you, you couldn't have anticipated the the, the the requirements of it and so that that needed extra scenes added in and scenes taking out and being rejigged until until it worked um, so yeah I think I mean maybe that there's some sort of analog to to film editing there i think certainly it's unlike the any process on any game i've worked on previously where where substantial creative changes are still occurring in what you traditionally call the the, the kind of the beta to to gold mm. uh, period of, 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 of the game's development i hope 505 don't hear this because we probably weren't meant to be changing things at that point <laughs> but, but i'm glad we were because it, it definitely made for a, a uh, it definitely made for um better storytelling in the end i think and um, so, I mean, the, speaking of the story, the storyline, I would say, is it, certainly open to interpretation. Do you guys have a definitive version in your your head of of what happens from beginning to end there, or or do you prefer to have that ambiguity there and leave it to the individual who's playing? Yes. Yeah, so, so I would say, so there is a there is a a very precise <laughs> outline of of um, what the story is on paper that that we all know. I, I would say there's a very there's certainly a very specific um, 
uh, plot interpretation, I think, of, yeah. of, 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 of what the game is. Um, and actually, in, I mean, I've just, I can't help myself. I've been listening to some podcasts and, <laughs> and reading some, some interpretations of, of the game. And it surprises me, actually. I mean, I, I don't want this to sound wrong. It's, it's, I'm not accusing anyone of, of being, of being uh, foolish or not paying attention or anything. It surprises me because, because I, I don't have the, the perspective on this. I've been sure. inside the game, obviously, for years now. So I have no idea how, I, you know, I, I, I have no, no real sense of how ambiguous the, the storytelling really is. But it does surprise me the extent to which even plot details do do seem um you know hard to fathom at times mm. so so actually and so 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 there is a i, I think a very specific um a series of a, a very specific plot to the game and then there i think there there's there's certainly enough ambiguity in the more um the more interpretive elements that, that you can arrive at your own subjective analysis of, of of what it's meant to mean and i think that's that's desirable and that's that's um that's certainly what I enjoy in my favorite art, and and when I think of my favorite uh, music or my favorite film or or in fine art, that that's that's really um, well, that's really uh, that's when I get the most out of out of out of art is when it poses uh, questions or offers just enough that I think there is meaning there, and 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 the, the you know the search for that that meaning lingers with me for a, a long time after I've stopped listening to the music or you know watching the film or whatever, and. And I, I think that's uh, I find that so much more interesting than something that's prescriptive or that's trying to, to teach you something. I think it's better that that art should pose questions and leave you to arrive at your own conclusions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's interesting where you say you know you've you've heard some people perhaps struggle with with deciphering the plot. What, what is it that people are getting stuck with? Because I, I, there are a number of seeming kind of dream sequences and 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 kind of um, you mentioned the montage there. There's a, there's a really memorable section where that I took to be something that could happen if you if, if and that the main character had have decided to go a certain way where she's getting promoted through the ranks and throwing throwing colleague after colleague under the bus is it those elements that people are perhaps taking as read a lot of the interpretations I'm reading is completely well, I mean all, all interpretations of the game are completely legitimate and I think you know you know I think there are probably going to be uh, aspects to the game that I've become blind to in the making of it so I you know I'm I'm as you know, I, I, my my impressions of it are as valid or invalid I, at this point as 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 anybody else's. It's more just technical details, I guess. Um, I read some some interpretations of um, Hal Prin's backstory, which surprised me, which I okay. thought were quite quite precise in the in the storytelling, hmm. um, which suggests that we've which suggests perhaps perhaps some information is perhaps not as well conveyed as, as as I thought. I'm trying to think of some other examples. Just some of some of the some of the details or identities of some of the characters which I thought oh, were, I were quite quite specific surprised me. But then but then actually in the, the, the in that in the, in in this specific examples of uh, a thing I was reading just earlier today where, where those came up. Um, and then they had a regardless of that they still had a fascinating and very different interpretation of the game to to how what, what I what I take away from the game yeah. um, that was that was wonderful to read and and I think it was just interesting, uh, you know. And obviously, I'm taking something away from it. Is you know, it seems a bit again sort of self-indulgent to be the creator of something and then go and seeing all the stuff people is writing of it. And I, I worry that's 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 part of it. It's just nice to see people writing about it. But it was it seemed like just the the logic behind the analysis was fascinating as well. I, I thought I found that very encouraging. Um, I think that's I think that's excellent as well. If you can you can you can 
derive emotional satisfaction and derive ideas from the game without fully understanding the details of the plot. I think I think there are probably all sorts of aspects of the plot that are probably irrelevant to you. You're getting a meaningful experience from it. So I, so that was encouraging as well, actually. Uh, so so please, so I hope no one takes that as a criticism of me saying oh, they didn't they didn't understand the story because they clearly didn't need to to get something from it. And and, and I think that was that was very satisfying actually. In terms of um, kind of now the game's out there and, and and I know it's not been a huge amount of time, but looking back at, at the process and, and seeing the reactions, as you say, you know you, you've kind of had some of that positive feedback and enjoyed listening to people's interpretations of the game. Um, how are you at kind of looking back and evaluating your work? Is it is that difficult for you to do? Are you able to look at the game with kind of 100% pride, or are you somebody who who kind of can only see things that you would you perhaps would want to do differently if you could do it all over again well yes oh, that's, well that's not it's a very interesting question i think um i think actually prior to virginia uh, mm, i think a great many of uh, it's, it's hard i'm trying to think i best to answer this so so it's only a very few uh story-led games that i've i've worked on i've worked on some very gamey games before i worked on connect sports and mm. I worked on a another connect game for uh the national geographic mm. And looking back on those, you look on them, it's, it's completely different kind of uh, uh, sort of different objectives of those games that it was far more about the, um, you know, a sort of uh, an entertaining experience that was, uh, you know, and that provided, you know, good feedback to the players and was, was correctly balanced and so on. And looking back on my, the games that I've worked on where I've contributed to the story, I think I, I, I did perhaps regret some of, I think that there certainly have been regrets with some of those, I think, because, you know, and, and the usual thing is, you know, I was much younger then and, 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 and made stupid decisions and didn't, it wasn't as, wasn't, wasn't, was really not very good at what I was doing. And I, you know, and, and so I, I think I look back on them and I'm quite dissatisfied. Um, and I guess they were in the sort of the, uh, the constraints on those, that sort of were in pursuit of kind of commercial objectives. And, and so you, you feel like, uh, I don't know, and that sort of colours colours things to a certain extent. I think I think with Virginia, like we were given such incredible creative latitude by by Five Five. Like I, I've, I've worked for uh, worked for game developers before, where you've, you've got, had a relationship with an external publisher and you're sort of making the game for them and they're bankrolling it, and so they have every right to to be uh, to, to to have an involvement in the the creation of the game. But those relationships can be often very intrusive and very controlling. Um, and that was not the case with 505 at all. I, I mean, which is uh, incredibly generous of them that to, to, to give their developers. I mean, this sounds like I'm just doing a plug for 505, but it really was the case. <laughs> like, uh, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm almost baffled by it that they permitted us to make a game as uh, the, the game that we did. But I'm very glad, very glad that they did. So I feel, I feel it's it's sort of all on us. But I feel very, I feel very satisfied with it, and I felt very satisfied with it. You know, even prior to to receiving any any feedback i think i think even if it had been you know and and where it has been uh received it has been received with some almost hostility in some quarters uh and 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 when i i, I and i can sort of and, and actually i can understand the arguments that are made against it at times but i feel i feel um i feel very satisfied that it you know i i i don't sort of mind i, I think i feel very pleased about it with it and i think it 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 it, it, it I, I, it's the wrong way to describe it. it's not that it's satisfied it, we, we met our 
our goals because it was a completely organic process that we sort of went in with certain intentions and those intentions became warped and changed over the course of the development. I'm just very pleased that the, the thing that came out at the end is um, just a good piece of storytelling, I guess. That was a really meandering and waffly <laughs> response to your to a very, very simple question. I apologise. No, not at all. No, it's, that's interesting you mentioned that because I, I guess from, from my point of view, if you, if you, if I... From the outside looking in, if you go in trying to make a game that's going to please absolutely 100% of the game playing population, then then you're going to really kind of stunt the growth of uh, of the game. And by by doing something that is going to be kind of um, taken with open arms by a certain section of the, of the community, I guess is the only way you could possibly go about that. Surely. Yes, I think maybe that's actually the crux of it. Maybe every I think every previous game that I've worked on, you are always thinking, is this going to you know is is this communicating what it needs to communicate? Is this going to be warmly received by the broadest possible demographic you know is this going to be you know and you know you put games through usability testing and things like that mm. to, to make sure that it, it makes sense and, and and people are happy and people aren't frustrated by it and whereas virginia was a you know selfishly so was a uh, a personal thing it was you know we never once uh <laughs> usability tested it um it, it, even to the point that you know my 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 and my partner still hasn't played it. Um, like so, so really, it was only us on the, the development team and those at that five or five who were directly involved in it that were playing it day to day. So, so it is completely uh, sort of made for ourselves, really, with no thought to how it would how it would do uh, do commercially, or no really sort of concessions made for it being entertaining or it being commercial or what have you. So, I think maybe that's the reason for it that it feels. For, for for good or for ill, it's it's absolutely what we, uh, you know, and obviously it's not it's not a completely perfect situation. There were compromises that we had to make because of, of you know because of, of of time or because things didn't work out as we'd expected or you know all the usual things. Like Terry had his second child during the making of the game and 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 uh, Lyndon had to move house two times and people got ill and mm. and all sorts of things like that. So it's you know it's it's never a an ideal optimum process in any creative or any creative work or in work in general but i think with the uh, i think we did the best that we could and i'm very i'm very uh, i am very pleased with what, what what turned out you you mentioned uh, obviously you, you guys are happy with the game you mentioned you've had feedback from players in terms of um critical success is, is that something that was was particularly important to you because i mean you the game has has gone to some really some really glowing reviews from places like, you know, Eurogamer, Polygon, The Telegraph. You've, you've had some really kind of remarkable reviews out there. I guess it's, um, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's definitely encouraging that, that I don't know, it's very nice. Um, and it's, it's, it, it, it's nice that people have found something, you know, found sort of personal meaning in, in the game as well. And, you know, and a lot of the reviews are very, are very touching and they're not mm. the sort of, they're not the sort of reviews that you might typically get for a game, sort of talking about the game in terms of, you know, sort of graphics, you know, six out of ten, sound eight out of ten, things like that. You <laughs> yeah. know, there's some, there's some really, um, I can't think of good examples, but, 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 you know, talking about the the ideas that the people sort of take from the game or how it made them feel, I think that's. Uh, so I found that very encouraging. It's, um, I don't know, and if it permits us, you know, if it's in any way useful towards to us being able to make future games then i'm very grateful for that as well i think we've been i think looking back on it from the reviews i, I guess i i guess different i'm trying to say i think we're just 
benefited from uh, a, a huge amount of good luck, I think, from from finding, you know, making the game at the time we did. You know, the circumstances allowed us to have the, the, the you know, the, the savings and the money in the first place, having understanding partners, having, you know, you know the, the, the great fortune of, of, of sort of the equipment to make the game and the, the living circum- situations that we did. And, and, and then all of the marketing and such that, that's occurred as well, it, finding an audience. I think it's just, uh, it's actually a little bit terrifying to look back and we'll see all the opportunities that on the roll of a dice could have gone a different way. And, and actually that's a little bit, I mean, that, it, it's a bit saddening when you think that maybe there are other games that, that you know, and it, you know, had the dice rolled slightly differently would have got made that perhaps, you know, perhaps whose, whose seat we've taken instead. It sort of worries me a little bit how much, I think it's a, I think it's a. I don't know. I suppose it's a problem with all creative industries. I'm sure it's just the same in film and uh, in television as well. But it does seem games are a, a very. Um, it's, they're a difficult industry to get into for all sorts of reasons, particularly for the great expense of making games, and uh, and then for the luck of you know the luck of the draw when it comes to things like marketing and coverage and and what have you. I've sort of meandered off your original point. I think uh, I'm just very, very grateful for the good luck that has got us to where we are, I suppose. Hey, you mentioned marketing there. I mean, I remember first reading about the game, I think it must have been 2014. Um, I don't know whether that was when that was the first time you, you were kind of talking about it. You mentioned, obviously, um, EGX there but, uh, previously. And then I don't think I read anything else about it until relatively recently before, before the game came out. Is that... It, was that the case? Did, did you kind of stop talking about it for a while, or was that just me not not picking up on that? Oh no, no, uh, no. We completely stopped talking about it. No, actually, in hindsight, I regret that slightly because I think we did lose uh, lose a bit of momentum in in keeping people aware of what we were up to. But it, actually, it was kind of satisfying because I think a lot of people thought we'd gone bust, and, uh, <laughs> and then we emerged from the ashes, as it were. Yeah. But uh, no, after after we signed with Five Five, we just um, we were a bit terrified. We weren't quite sure what we. Well, a part of it was that we we. Uh, part of it was we weren't quite sure how we should talk about the game. Mm. Um, now, five, five were involved, and that was all a big secret and waiting. But they, they were great. Like they said, like you know, if you want to carry on doing um, like our sort of screenshot Saturdays and, and our sort of open development kind of yeah. way of working that we've been doing up to that point, we could do. But um, I think I think I think we kind of uh, I don't know. Where I, 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 we're all quite shy. It's not just me. Terry's quite a shy person as well. I don't think we we're very good at talking about what, what we're up to and actually i think we just sort of uh i've found our, our our comfort zone in being very quiet about what the game was going on but i think i think that was a bit foolish maybe um i think we were, we were conscious as well of spoiling what we were up to because it's so story-led that every yeah. time every time we put a screenshot out that was uh potentially spoiling it for somebody who would otherwise come to that that scene or that bit of animation or whatever fresh um i think it's something we could do better in the future definitely <laughs> So, in, I mean, that might be one of the things, but are there, are there things that you've learned, kind of during the development and release of, of Virginia, that that will that either you would have you wish you knew when you were setting out on this, or maybe that would come in handy knowing for and be invaluable for the next projects you, you guys come to. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's there's definitely going to be a sort of creative dimension to that as well. And what we've learned from the. Uh, from from Virginia as, as as a complete game and 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 all of the uh, creative decision making that went into it. I think that's going to be absolutely inform what we do next. But um, but I'd never um, it was a whole host of things I'd never done before when working on this game. Like I'd never certainly never run a company before. I'd never I'd never been a line manager or anything like that before in any of my previous companies. So I'd never um, managed a team before. And and I think that 
you know, and and just all the other ludicrous stuff that you have to do when you run a company like getting an accountant and getting a solicitor and yeah. an X, Y, and Z. So, so every week I think there was like some new thing that came out of nowhere that I wasn't prepared for that I had to sort of adapt to fairly quickly. And in all the stuff that was nothing to do with the actual game itself and everything to do with. But but of course all that stuff was going on as well, like learning new things, you know, learning new aspects of Unity and uh, learning the new technologies and middlewares that we brought into the game and and what have you. But but by far the the biggest um I, I you know by far the 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 steepest sort of learning curve to, I, was, I keep resorting to cliches sorry the, the and and the thing I think I I would like to think about and do improve upon in future I think is how I uh, in my dealings with the people on the the team I mean I hope I've done a good job I I just uh, I was completely unprepared for kind of the emotional dimension to that. But, you know, you, 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 it seems condescending. It seems condescending to say, but I, you know, this sort of sense, rightly or wrongly, this sort of sense of responsibility you have for everybody's, uh, you know, sort of everyone's well-being. You, 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 wanting this to be a fun experience for everybody and wanting to make sure that in how I deal with, you know, dealt with the other members of the team that I was fair and consistent. And you know, so it was was communicating what needed to be communicated, and wasn't leaving people in the dark, and mm. and, and and just forever, <laughs> so every day finishing work and worrying about all the things that I had said, and 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 had I had I was I doing the was I doing this as, as well as I could? I, I don't know. Sorry, that seems like an incredibly uh, incredibly uh, sort of self-indulgent thing to, no, to be not, commenting on. No, not at all. But, but anyway, so so that that I would like to put more effort into in future, definitely, and and try and do try and try and do a better job of that because it's it's um it's difficult. I mean, being on a small team, you kind of uh, you get the benefit of there not being uh, as much bureaucracy, I guess, as if you're in a, a big team. Um, so decision making is a lot quicker. You can be a lot more candid with, with each other. But actually, of course, I mean, on a large team, the bureaucracy is there for a reason, for for you know for fairness. And uh, to ensure, you know, absolutely to ensure people's rights are protected and things like that. And so I get, I, you know, I, I worry, I, I, you know, I sometimes worry. No, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, I don't, I, I don't think we infringed anyone's rights or anything like that. This is going to be a terrible podcast. <laughs> but, but like, I, I'm just uh, mindful, like, like we've, we've created a, we created a studio, I guess. And like, the, you know, this sort of part, part of that is coming up, you know, what's the, the culture of our studio? What, what's kind of the creative philosophy behind what what we'll do going forwards like what kind of what you know what does what what does I don't know what does it all mean uh, so anyway that that was all that was all a big learning learning process excellent that's a really waffly answer <laughs> no no not at all so I mean in terms of the next project the you know on, I see on your website you said you got a secret second project kind of coming up is that something you you have started development on or is that something that that you just have the idea for going forward and and are you i don't know whether you're in a place to, to be able to talk about it at all yet or, or whether you'd rather not but um do, do you have a kind of bit of slowdown and a break now or is it is it headlong into that into that project oh well, we kind of started uh talking about it before virginia even came to an end and, okay. and sort of and, and it, it kind of it's kind of I guess I guess things have slowed down a little bit, and, and I think we definitely all need to probably take a bit of a break to to recuperate and uh, and and sort of sort of properly uh, flush Virginia out of our system <laughs> yeah. before we we start coming up with something completely new. But I think we know I think we have a good sense of of what it is that we want to do next and what we want to do that's that's different from Virginia as much as as we learn from Virginia and incorporate 
that into whatever we do next. So, uh, so yes, no, it's, uh, I think, I think a lot of it will come down to if we can, uh, we can figure out how to, how to fund it and things like that. Mm. But if, uh, but if we can, if we can make it work, I'm, I'm very excited about the, um, sort of the idea at the, the heart of it. But yes, we'll have to see. <laughs> well, when you, when you are ready to talk about it, I'd love to, love to have you back on if, uh, if you'd be up for it. Oh, I would love that. No, I mean, I, I should have said at the start as well. Thank you for the, um, thank you for reaching out and for your enthusiasm about the game and this opportunity to talk to you. And I apologise that every answer I've given has gone on for three, to three times as long as it needed to. Sorry, it's the, no. the catching me at the end of the day. I'm a little bit <laughs> frazzled, but, uh, but no, thank you very much for this opportunity, Tom. No, I really appreciate you coming on, and um, I, I just wish you the best of luck. Continue to luck with the with Virginia and, and the next project. As as I mentioned to you when when I reached out, I really really enjoyed the game, and uh, I'm really pleased to have seen the, the positive reaction. Um, that, that I've seen so yeah no best of luck to you in the future thank you ever so much cheers and best of luck with the podcast as well it seems uh, oh, I mean I've enjoyed I've been enjoying what I've listened to oh thanks ever so much 